Hello, and welcome back to another episode of It's All Clutter with Jess Marcy. This is our months-long series where we are talking to people in our communities having clutter conversations. I am so excited to have Tara joining us today from North Dakota. Hello, Tara. You are in Hello. North Dakota, right? I'm right about that. Yes, it's not snowing yet, so we're yeah. good. Well, maybe maybe by time it airs, it will. Oh my gosh. I know. Let's not jinx it. <laughs> so Tara, the first question that I always ask everyone is, how did you end up on this podcast with me today? <laughs> well, um, I suppose it's been over a year now since I had done my first uh, clutter boot camp. It was just a random Facebook ad that I clicked and thought, oh, for, I mean, it wasn't that much. Like, well, I bought like books that are way more expensive than this. I have not read them or I've done, you know, I read all the magazines because at that time I used to get dozens of magazines and I read all the clutter articles, yet I still had clutter. So it was really like, what do I have to lose? I haven't tried this yet and it looked interesting. So that's where my journey began. <laughs> <laughs> so what if you had to go back, like walk down memory lane, what's your earliest memory of stuff or clutter? Like, can you go back, kind of dig back a little bit and do you have yeah, things memory? that we talked about throughout our lessons and stuff? So I'm an army brat um started so my family moved around continuously i went to school like jump schools every two years pretty much until junior high was where we finally settled and stopped moving um so like the packing up and leaving leaving you know your whole life but i guess i feel that at that time i started like holding on to to things you know i always had like junk drawers in my dresser you know and and back then, like, my room had to be cleaned and, you know, my parents didn't appropriate, you know, where I didn't have, like, a room full of mess like I did as an adult. <laughs> but <laughs> I just feel that I think I just held on to things or memories or and just I just didn't get rid of stuff. And so I would say early on, like, elementary school is probably when I first probably started hanging on to memorabilia and, and just things from my life, I suppose. Why do you think the military moves families around so much? I don't actually, I, I, I'm curious about this. Like, what is the purpose behind moving families every My two years? My dad was actually an air, he was out of the, I was born in the military, but then he was out and he worked, he was an air traffic controller, which is still a government employee. And in order to, they were called journeymen. Um, and he, in order to, what I understand, in order to gain like pay rank they have like different ranks and stuff and as you and I suppose they need people in different areas so that's how they get people to move around is so every two or three years if you wanted to move up in G status or you know you're G12 you want to be a G13 or something like that then then you packed up and you moved <laughs> It seems like it, you know, our military families do much to so much to support our country. And it seems so unfair that we move them around so much. The more I talk, we have a lot of military families in our group, right? And the more I talk to military, well, to be fair, it's mostly moms, right? Mm -hmm. um, the more I understand how just how difficult it is to raise a family and be moving from place to place to place. And that is for all of our military kids who grew up like as military brats, you know, it's 
that's like the a huge source of their a huge trigger of their clutter as an adult. Mm -hmm. I remember there was one you would pick one room and that would be the room that everything you were like personally taking with you and then movers would just come in and just box up your whole life label it put stickers on it today even in my house my parents house we have this game like if you find a moving sticker stuck on something like you get five dollars <laughs> <laughs> so it really it's also just the moving around it's part of your whole family culture so it's part of your mm -hmm. identity personally and it's part of your whole entire family culture it's really fascinating so when we moved to our home in North, my parents are from North Dakota, Minnesota. So when I got, I'm the oldest sibling, when I got in upper school, they wanted to be somewhere more steady and closer to home and closer to family. So we literally rolled into Grand Forks, North Dakota the day before I started seventh grade. And then my parents lived there until they retired and now they live in Minnesota. <laughs> so okay i'm curious the north dakota thing i think you're the only person that we work with from north dakota yeah. um, <laughs> does living in a very cold region impact your clutter at all just out of curiosity i tell you what um yeah, my basement has been like my last hoorah my biggest project <laughs> and i had to wait until summer because like to haul things out if you do it during the winter it's freezing i need my garage to put my car in and this summer has been crazy hot here. So it's been in the 90s. So now we're just getting in that seven, upper 70s, 80s. And so I've started like bringing stuff out and going through it in my garage to take to the thrift store. So I think we're locked inside so often, you know, because when it's 30 below, most people don't go out and do things. I mean, <laughs> you have to function, you have to go to work, you have to go places and stuff. And it's, it's not a... I don't know what people see on movies, but it's not a continual blizzard. It's just cold where it like hurts to breathe. <laughs> and so you're just locked in and I go to the thrift store for something to do and then you buy things and then you're at home. So you're Amazoning and you're having things delivered. And I think my porch used to just be piled full of like Amazon boxes by the end of the winter because I didn't throw them out until spring. And so, yeah, I think being maybe locked in and cabin fever yeah. or something makes me want to shop. Yeah, I, I mean, I can totally see how that happens when it's like if you literally cannot go outside, right? Like, we, mm -hmm. what are you going to do? So, so has your mindset shifted around all of that since you've been working with us for the past year? Oh, definitely. Um, one of my first main projects was in the kitchen where you couldn't open my cabinets without things falling out. I and, remember that actually. <laughs> and, um, I also had a death uh, relatively close. My fiance had passed away about a year or so before um, I started also. So I had, he was moving in with us that summer. And so in the meantime, I had absorbed like his whole apartment worth of stuff into my house. And so, and he was always one that was like, always like irritated because he opened the cupboard and, bowls fall out or you can't get the junk drawer, you know, spoon out because it's stuck. And, and so my first big thing was going through the whole kitchen. And I will say that, you know, some things you waver and you go back like the little like drop zone where you drop the stuff that I will admit gets recluttered and I declutter and recluttered. But I'm really proud because I've like kept the cabinets and I stopped myself from like, 
oh, at Target, these bowls are super cute. And we know what cute means. But <laughs> it's like, I don't, there's two of us living in this house. I don't need 18 bowls. You know, if I did have guests, we have enough bowls. But the cupboards and stuff, I've really like shopping, um, thrift store. I still go to the thrift store. But I like looking like for maybe that one special treasure or something I absolutely need because really there's not a whole lot to do all the time. And so sort of a hobby, Reese and I, my daughter, we go garage sailing or we go thrift store shopping and stuff in our community. We have awesome thrift stores. So the cabinets and the kitchen have remained. And like I said, that was my first main project. And I'm happy to say that my cabinets, you can open the doors and things don't fall out still today. <laughs> that is so awesome. Uh, it's so, so there's two things here. Number one, if you don't know what cute means, it means can't use this ever. So anytime you're in a store and you're like, oh, that's cute. Just remember that means you can never use it. Can't use this ever. Um, it's a great strategy tower to employ. And the second thing that I, that I really love that you said was in a thrift store, everything is not a treasure, right? There are, there might be a treasure, but it's not all treasure. And I think that that's kind of where things, you know, we, we go into a thrift store thinking, okay, this is full of treasures, right? But the reality is it's like one hidden treasure amongst a lot of other people's junk, right? I've stopped like buying knickknacks or stuff to sit around, you know, Oh, that's, you know, a different type of little statuette. It's like, <laughs> oh, I could, I don't need to sit more stuff around. I've gone through and I've cleaned all the stuff that I have to dust, like off my shelves and put things away. So I don't need to buy that. I don't, I used to be, or I buy anything for $3. Like I really didn't care <laughs> if I liked it or not, or it's just like $3, anyone's $3. <laughs> And so, but now I save my $3. Yes. Have you saved money through this process? I, I do believe so. Like I said, I can go to the thrift store and not come out with a card full. I come out with nothing. I just like looking, you know, and, yep. and just, you know, those Amazon ads and Target. Like I used to just go to Target when I lived in, in a bigger town, like go to Target just to look around, like yep. without a purpose. Like I know where they hide all the clearance. Do I need something because it's on clearance? Not necessarily, no, but <laughs> it used to be my lunch hour. I just go walk around Target. <laughs> well, it's so, you know, I love the idea that you can go into a store for like just the, just the enjoyment of like looking at things, right? You don't have to justify that time with a purchase. You can just be there because you want to be there and that's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And obviously the pandemic has changed things where you don't go shopping really without you know too much of a purpose but now it's like we'll we'll go to target went to target for school shopping and you know to get a few new pieces that recently needed for clothes and school supplies and i will say also another thing this year is that we actually for the first time she's in fifth grade reused school supplies like saved her scissors saved her pencil box had extra pencils and pens had her ruler because when she came home last year I knew that I put it away somewhere in a collection by our desk and I knew where it was come back to school. Usually I just buy all that stuff brand new because for one, I don't know where it is. I don't know what condition it is. It's probably in a backpack she left from last year. And we also reused her backpack for the first <laughs> time and didn't get a new backpack either. So there I saved a lot of money. 
Yeah, I mean, because the I just read that the average uh, family spends two hundred and fifty three dollars per kid on back to school supplies, which sounds like a tremendous amount of money. Um, but I can totally see how easy that is to get up to there, right? If you're buying a backpack uh -huh. and you're buying all, you know, all the other stuff. I always tell my kids, prove to me that you need it. Show me that you don't have it, right? So we actually got away with just five new folders for back to school this year so, and, yeah. and, oh, and one backpack. So, all right. Yeah, Five and if they wear out, that's one thing. But yeah. and and Reese yeah. was happy, you know, happy to reuse. Usually, you know, she's has to have a new backpack every year. But I suppose that's just because we've always bought a new backpack every year. <laughs> and now that she's older, it's not like a kitty one. It's an actual, you know, useful adult backpack. So we'll get yeah, <laughs> she went and she found all of her stuff, and so she was excited to take out her old school supplies and use those. So that I was happy about. That's awesome. And it's so cool to see your kids embracing some of the things that we learn ourselves, right? And, you know, so many people ask, like, how do I get my kids on board? It's like, just model the behavior, talk to them a little bit differently, like, share what you're learning, and then they naturally pick it up. They're like sponges. Mm -hmm, definitely. She's our little mini boss. You know, she <laughs> watches your podcast with me when I'm like, <laughs> laying around, sitting around at night. And and she'll be like, oh, are you on a clutter boss call? Or, you know, and she's definitely changed her mindset too. We don't have to buy something every time we go to the store. You know, I still find myself warning we have a Dollar General here. And so it's like you run in there for two things. And if she comes with, it's like, okay, we are not buying anything. We do not need anything. And she'll go and she'll look at it. You know, sometimes it's just like, <laughs> but she, she won't ask anymore so it's like you don't need another coloring book you don't need another anything she really doesn't need anything probably ever right. again but. most of our kids don't need anything right there are kids who need a lot of stuff mm -hmm. right but most of the children do not in the united states do not need anything they are totally well supplied for life like <laughs> and she's not really good at giving things away too um as far you know she feels better just like most of us if it's going to someone that she knows we have a, a girl that lives two doors down that's four there's a little bit of a gap but we still have lots of Reese's stuff when she was that age and so <laughs> she feels good if she's giving it to Marley you know and or we give a lot of stuff at thrift store too and if she now I've also instigated where if she wants to buy something or if she wants to save up and get something okay well what are we going to get rid of because we don't have room for whatever the item is and stuff. And so she'll come out with a handful of stuffed animals or something that she can part with. Sometimes I have a hard time parting with them though. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's harder for parents, seriously. <laughs> but I bought that for you when you were, you know, she's like, I don't care. <laughs> it is, but it's a good lesson for us. I mean, our mm -hmm. kids have a totally different relationship with their stuff than we have with their stuff. And mm -hmm. it's their relationship that is the most important one. So Awesome. So, okay. So the next question on the list here is at this point in your journey, what are you most proud of? I guess I just, I feel like our home is lighter. Um, we also went through and I had my pictures up on the website of like our toy area, which in our living room, it's a, sort of an older house where like the dining room should have been in this nook that I had sort of taken over for Reese's play area and then the play kitchen and the play vanity and cubes and then it just sort of became the throw all for everything and it just gave me such anxiety because our our living room was there too so you'd sit and try and enjoy and watch tv and do things in that room looking at that big pile and so that I would think is my 
biggest transformation. And, and again, my kitchen too, but just the fact that our house feels not as heavy and we like going home and obviously we're all home more than we used to be. And we were quarantined for like 24 days. And so I got a lot of decluttering done then. <laughs> That's good use of your quarantine time for exactly. sure. <laughs> yeah. So just overall, and, and just the fact that I don't accept everything. Like my mom brings a box of stuff. I'm just like, oh, what am I going to do with this stuff from when I was six years old? And so I look through and try to deal with things right away instead of letting them sit around. And, and just, I mean, in general, I don't think that without joining clutter boss and having everyone encourage you and being able to watch the the playbacks and i don't always make live calls i work and and have events and life and stuff so every once in a while i have to take a break and sort of step back and and live my life i'm still decluttering in my heart i'm still with all of you guys but and then i pop in here and there when i can and stuff then there's a big stretch where i'm here all the time and so just overall i think mindset is huge and just the fact that I don't bring as much in, you know, I always think I hear your voice in my head all the time, <laughs> just so you know, like Sorry you know, about that. Floor, every time I sit like something on the floor, tote like floor space isn't storage space, you know, <laughs> keep the flow yeah. out, don't flow in. <laughs> I know a lot of people tell me they hear my voice in their head. So I do apologize in advance if you were just joining us and coming into this in the beginning you will hear this voice usually it's not this crackly i have a cold but oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> so tara what does your future hold now that you are well on your way to decluttering your house your mindset has shifted what does your future hold now i still well just like home improvement wise like i want to put in laminate floor in my living room and it has carpet well before I wouldn't even know where to start to move furniture to one side to the other side and now I at least see the light at the end of the tunnel and and I have a lot left to do I think still um but it's a lot different than what it was you can walk in my house you can sit at my kitchen table it's not piled full of stuff I can have someone come over or say they'll be right over me running around the house freaking out um, I still have long-term goals. Like my basement is what I call the baby boutique. My daughter's <laughs> 10 and I have totes of clothes from, from her whole life. I've gotten rid of a lot, but I still have totes. I just haven't dealt with toys. I haven't dealt with. Um, I used to manage a clothing store part-time. I have clothes that I haven't opened the totes for 10 years. Now I work at a place where I can wear jeans and a t-shirt, not dress up. And I know we've gone over like those clothes are out of style and I will never wear them again, even if I was two sizes different or 10 sizes different. And so I know that that is my next big project. Like I said, we're in this fall zone. I want to get a much of those totes out. And I've been, I wrote in my Tara's list that I'm going to take three totes upstairs, like every night. And just, even if I'm sitting with Reese and she gets a big kick out of looking at all my old clothes too. Oh, I bet but it's fun for her. Opening them up and just you know, giving away, you know, the garbage bag I take and just garbage bag it up and then put it in the car right away and drop it off to the thrift store and stuff. So my main goal would be to free up my basement and take, take my basement back from just being a place 
where I put things that I don't want to deal with. So like my main floor is, is pretty good, but everything I don't want to deal with, I'll just put in the basement. <laughs> like I said, there are just two of us. So that's where we live is yeah. the main floor, but I like to open it up. I mean, Reese is only getting older and someday she won't want to hang out with me and she'll want her own living room downstairs and <laughs> bathroom and all that stuff. So that's awesome. It sounds, I mean, I know that so much has changed in your house and in your life. And it's just, it's so awesome for me to watch it all unfold and, and to see Reese growing up. <laughs> no. Well, Tara, thank you so much for joining us on this yes. episode of It's All Clutter. If you have one bit of advice, last thing, one bit of advice for people who are just at the beginning of this process, what would that be? Just that it feels overwhelming, but just start somewhere. Just do it. Just start somewhere. And once you do that one drawer, you feel so good that you want to do another drawer. Or once you do that one cupboard, and then you feel you can tackle bigger projects. I mean, like right now I'm sitting where my basement feels like, where am I going to start? You know, like I said, one tote, one one piece at a time. And I also think that you involve your family. Like I said, Reese has become my clutter buddy right in my own house. <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun. Join in when you can on calls, um, get to know people. It has been wonderful just getting to know everybody and truly everyone is on your side. It's not fake. It's everyone's truly on your side and helpful. Yeah, because life's change when you declutter and everybody wants you to be successful because that is just... It's the greatest gift we can give to the world is to help other people be successful and change their lives. So, so true. So true. Thank you so much, yes. Tara. Enjoy. Good luck getting through the North Dakota winter. <laughs> yes. I'll have lots of pictures of things I'm sure for you guys. You have the six day window to declutter now. So. <laughs> right. Before either turns to 90 degrees or snows. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. And if you are listening to this podcast on YouTube or wherever you're listening to it, do the thing you're supposed to do. Like, subscribe, review, whatever it is. Don't miss another episode of It's All Clutter. Bye now. Thanks, Tara. Thank you. <laughs>